Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Is it this button? Yeah, this one, this one. We're on. We're on (laughs) the air. And, um, well, whatever you call it these days, it's not necessarily like the radio. I wonder where that phrase came from. Yeah. <laughs> on the air. I wonder who, who, who coined that phrase. Now we're, we're on the fiber optics. We're on the optics now. <laughs> we're on the cable. kind of like the air, isn't it? We're on the cable. Well, yeah, it's moving through somehow electron. I don't know. I truthfully... I've, I mean, I don't know how because we have wireless, right? Isn't wireless, that the air? That's the air. Yeah, that works. Somehow, there are wires involved because it has to get from here to there. Usually, often using wires. Well, but, but there were wires involved in broadcasting too. Yeah, that's true. So we're on the wires. We're on the air. That's true. So okay, we're on the air. We we've. I mean, you know, the one. wires from the transmitter that would send the signal to the tower. Right. So I think we need to write a book about this, and set, and <laughs> we could call it the Tower of Babel. <laughs> the Tower of Babel. We're well for one thing because we're just babbling ourselves right here. Yes, making no sense whatsoever to anybody. Nobody really cares. Not even ourselves. And we don't even care. So let's just wipe out this last minute and a half and start fresh. Although we're not going to do that because <laughs> we're on can't the air. Put the genie back in the bottle. We can't do that. We're on the air. It's, well, it's not like we're live, but we are alive. But we're do we're doing this live. It's recorded live with no studio audience. Joel, when I was a young guy, before we had wireless, way long ago, <laughs> long, many years ago. I know there are some listening now probably who have never been without the internet, right? Um, And I guess every generation goes through this. You know, I'm sure our great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents or something, they, when they didn't have modern plumbing and they heard us complaining about something with the television, (laughs) they probably just rolled their eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They went through the Great Depression and were complaining about something that we didn't have you know we didn't get the toy we wanted for christmas or something like that but when i was young i used to write letters to some of my relatives even my wife who was my girlfriend back in the day we we used to write each other back and forth sometimes but i had aunts and uncles grandparents and we'd write these letters because that's how you would communicate well so think back so that was then and they could get it within a couple of days or so through the mail but think back to when Back in the day of of Jesus and the the apostles and the early church, it is so easy for us to skim through these pages, I think, and not really get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's normal. I mean, it it almost becomes a – not that we don't believe what's written in the pages, but it almost becomes sort of mythical and and, uh, fable-like because we're not relating to – the challenges and difficulties of real life and, and how slow things moved back then. So in other words, you know, for, for Paul or whoever to go from one place to the next as they traveled, it might take weeks, even months to go to a certain destination and then that's he would further e- away. And then he would even well, spend years in a certain place sometimes. 
That's true. Yeah, he didn't just stop for a weekend or a few days or a Sunday sermon. Um, that's a great point. And, and so everything just kind of moved a little bit slower. It was harder to communicate and to get from one place to the next and how long it would take for a letter, for lack of a better word, to get from one place to the next. You know, they didn't even have Pony Express, I don't think, right. from the early days of the United States. <laughs> I don't know what they do, just camel? You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how that worked. It's stuff that is hard to wrap our minds around. So one of the ways to communicate, though, if something needed to be said and you couldn't get to somewhere quickly, was to put it in writing. And we have these writings in what we refer to often as, as, as the New Testament. I think we get the idea that somebody, let's just take Paul, for example. There were obviously a few others uh, that also wrote New Testament writings. But did Paul set out, because I saw a post that you'd written about a month ago on social media, and it kind of caught my attention. I mean, did Paul just sit down with the idea to write um, doctrine to people? Was he moved in that way to, to do that? And let, let's, let's talk about this, and, and, and maybe it will help provide a, a perspective for us as, as we move along in our life in Christ and grow in the in the knowledge of the truth and in his grace. Yeah, that's, I think it's worth talking about <clears throat> because we really, we just think that we have this collection of, of books, this collection of, the collection of letters, and it just is there. But man, so much was involved with all of this coming together. And um, I, I don't think that we really think about the process, that it didn't just appear. It didn't just happen. And it wasn't just like a matter of, say, Paul just sitting down meditating one day, and then the Lord said, okay, I want you to write this. Get your pen and paper out, and I want you to write this. But so many times, well, all these letters, you know, Paul was writing to people that he knew. And so, so like, imagine Paul, you, you're talking about him traveling around, and maybe he would spend a year or two in a certain area, or he would do these journeys. He would start churches, like in those early days— he was preaching the ministry of reconciliation, you know, the gospel. And I don't mean by starting churches that he would like go to Ephesus and start First Baptist Church of Ephesus and <laughs> Ephesus Methodist Church. And then some people who saw things a different way, well, well the Missouri Synod Lutheran Church of Ephesus, you know. It's just he was preaching the gospel. And these churches, you know, the ecclesia, the, these bodies that were started were simply people who believed the gospel, who believed what he was saying about Jesus. And so then he would be there a while sometimes, and then he would leave. And I'm sure that during those times that he was there, he didn't answer every single question. He didn't address every single thing that was possible to be addressed about life in Christ. And so questions would come up. And I'm just imagining this, but you can, you can kind of see it in his letters, how some of this came about, that there were misunderstandings. And so these churches that would write to Paul or maybe Paul would hear through somebody else uh, something that was going on in that church, in that community. And so at different times, he would set out to write letters. That's what we're talking about. That's what his epistles were, letters, to the people in those various churches and congregations in those locations. So he could clarify you know, what the gospel was. He could clarify you know, law versus grace. You know, he could answer any questions that they had and set any misunderstandings straight. So he was like a lot of times responding to different things. He wasn't like sitting down out of the blue in, in, in some vacuum going, I'm going to write a doctrinal thesis now. 
I'm going to write a doctrinal letter for the ch- all the church for all time. In, in, I think in Paul's mind anyway, he wasn't thinking that all this stuff would, he wasn't setting out to write something that would be read by everybody in the church forever. Uh, for example, in what we know as 1 Corinthians, he talks about, he writes about a previous letter that he had written to them. And so you know that he wrote a letter to them previous to 1 Corinthians. So maybe 1 Corinthians could be 2 Corinthians, and then 2 Corinthians should be 3 Corinthians. I'm not saying that, but but so anyway, in Paul's mind, I'm kind of mocking what he might have thought, just b- being silly here, but Paul would write. Now that letter, that previous letter that I mentioned, I didn't intend for that to be Scripture. <laughs> but now this one, I want this one to be called 1 Corinthians. This one... And my next one, too, by the way, 2 Corinthians. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here with the purpose of writing Holy Scripture and for all the church for all time. I just, that wasn't Paul's mindset. I don't even believe that that was God's mindset. I don't believe that God set out for that to happen. Now, we gotta, <laughs> we've always got to be clear here when we talk about these things. We're not putting down these writings. We're not putting down the Scriptures that we know as the 27 books of the New Testament. We're not saying that they're bad or that they're wrong. We're not, we're not going there. We're just saying that this came about rather um, organically, these, these writings. And so even the book of Galatians, the letter to the Galatians, there were things going on. Paul was responding to some bad things that were being taught there. So I'll just pass this back to you, Kat, but I just think that if Paul had actually been sitting, if he had sat out to write Holy Scriptures— that he intended to be read by all the church for all time. You wouldn't see a lot of this relational talk that he does in there, and I think he would have been more methodical because sometimes his his letters get a little bit confusing as far as trying to keep pace with what he's saying, keep track on on what he's saying. I think he would have been a little more, um, less like like he was responding to people and more like, okay, here is point one, here's point two, here's point three. If it was meant to be doctrinal. Again, not that we don't get doctrine out of it, not that we're not putting it down, but we're just saying that some of this stuff came about in not quite the way that people might imagine. It's interesting to to think about it in this way because different people have different mindsets about what the Bible is or isn't. And so I, I think just, you know, talking some of these things out can can help can help people. <laughs> Yeah, in a variety of ways. Those who have been just, you know, stomped by religion and and religious ideology that that may not lead people into a place of of peace and comfort and and truth. Um, we talked last week about false prophets, and I know there's a lot of well-meaning people out there that I wouldn't identify that way within Christianity. That you know they, they mean well, but they um, are just you know putting burdens on people that un- unnecessary burdens. I, I think. But even the word scripture, what you were just talking about there, and was was Paul really thinking along those lines, which is, I think, kind of funny to think that Paul might have thought that. But the the word scripture itself, I mean, because let's face it, when we say the word scripture, and it's okay, we automatically think of the writings in the Bible. And usually when when we say scripture, we're referring to holy scriptures that are somehow uh, sealed in a way that I think people will often use as meaning God spoke all of this stuff directly to us. Now, we've talked a lot about this in the context of Jesus, 
We've talked a lot about the red letters and how Jesus wasn't always speaking directly to us. He was speaking to Jewish people who were under the law. And you kind of just brought up that sometimes Paul was responding back to something that um, came up in, in, a, in a situation where you know there was maybe debate and concern or people just didn't know any better. So, I mean, the, the word scripture, it just means writing. It, it doesn't necessarily mean something that God said, something that God spoke through somebody else. It doesn't necessarily mean holy. It just means a writing. Um, so there's nothing really sacred or holy or unique about the word scripture, although a lot of times in our minds we, we think of it that way because that's how we identify the, the writings of the Bible. But scripture simply means a writing. Um, there's a lot of different writings that we could refer to, but I mean, that's where we get the word script is, is from the word scripture. Mm-hmm. And so the word script meaning something that has been written, I kind of found it interesting that when, when Paul said in Second Corinthians 3 that we no longer live by the letter, a lot of people think he's just referring to the law, and you can certainly imply that, but I think he's talking about there's, there's a lot of writings out there, and uh, not only within the law, but other writings too that uh, re- related to the Jewish religion. And, and, and by the way, when Paul said we no longer live by the letter, a definition of that word letter is also epistle. Well, what do we call the letters that were written by people like Paul and James, John, Peter? We call them epistles. We, we don't live by that. You see, the, the new covenant is wrapped up in a person, Jesus Christ. The New Covenant isn't the writings of the New Testament, not even from the book of Acts going forward. That does not describe the New Covenant specifically. The New Covenant is something written on our hearts, not with ink or paper or on stone. Now, there are references, of course, and explanations about the New Covenant within those writings that people like Paul were, were communicating to others. But so there's there's all these different things, these, these scripts, these, these writings. I just wanted to mention that just because we call it Scripture, what, what does that mean when we call it Scripture? I mean, these, these were letters that were compiled by, these writings were compiled years later by people who started coming up with something called manuscripts. There are literally into the tens of thousands of manuscripts out there. That is, the original scripts copied by hand over and over and over again by other humans. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just copies of the original writings, hand-scripted. That's how they had to do it back then. And so it came into this collection of books we, we know of as the Bible several hundred years after the cross, where people decided, we've got this collection of writings, now let's decide which ones we want to include in something they'll call a canon. Well, that, that word canon is, is kind of a, a religious word of sorts, that once people decide it goes in the canon, then all of a sudden it becomes more holy or something. These were people, I think, Joel, you brought out a great point, especially in the case of, of Paul and maybe others, who were responding to situations that were, were going on at that time. And we embrace that. There's a picture to be seen here in each writing, in each letter, of what was going on in the early church at that time. But with all of these writings, my concern is sometimes there are so many rabbit trails for us to go down in, in the world of religion um, that I'm afraid sometimes we might lose sight of, of the bigger picture, of the truth of Jesus Christ, and, and get all lost and, and confused and argumentative about 
doctrine. Yeah, and just to back you up on something you're saying there with that word, the letter, you know, we don't live by the letter, you know, the letter kills. That word in the Greek is grandma, not grandpa's wife, but grandma, G-R-A-M-M-A. And <laughs> this it's the same word. It's, it's the same word that is translated as scripture. It's, I mean, so the word scripture really does mean something that's written, something that has been written. It can be a letter. It, you're going to say something there? Well, I was just going to interject, and I know this is one we've used a lot, but when, when Jesus was speaking to the religious Jews, and he told them that you, you think, you, you know, you embrace the scriptures because you'll think you'll find life in them, but you won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they point to me. The writings point to me. Right, And so I think our emphasis here is let, let's not get overly consumed with the writings and put Jesus in the back seat. Yeah, and, and then also just sometimes that word really is referring to the Holy Scriptures. So there are writings, there are letters, things that have been written, and then there are ones that are referred to as Holy Scriptures— and and just so <laughs> now and when, when you say holy scriptures you're referring to uh, the writings uh, from the old testament so what we know is the old testament and so i don't want to rock anybody's boat here I, so again we're just bringing out a perspective here in second corinthians 3:16 paul says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and so when that word is referring to the Holy Scriptures, the Old Testament, there's context that shows us that. So like Jesus was talking to them, saying, you search the Scriptures. We know we can know that he's talking about those Old Testament writings. And in this case, in 2 Timothy 3, back up one verse, Paul is telling Timothy that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. There's context there. We know that Paul here, he's not talking about his own letters, okay? Paul's not talking about what he is writing. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they weren't inspired. I'm not, I'm not saying that, Paul, but he's not talking about his own letters here. He's talking about the Old Testament scriptures to Timothy. That's what he is telling people. And so other people will say, well, Paul's letters are God meant for them to be scriptures because Peter wrote in 2 Peter 3, talking about, you know, our beloved brother Paul, who also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which un taught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do the rest of the scriptures. Now, there's no context here that that this is talking about the Holy Scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures, but the context is epistles, letters that have been written. They twist them to their own destruction as they do the rest of the grammar, the rest of the writings. And so this could, it maybe, maybe Peter is referring to the Old Testament, but there's no context here. It's most likely it is referring to other epistles that have been written. And so why would God, for one thing, inspire somebody to write what Peter says, in which are some things hard to understand? So God's set Paul down to write some things that are hard to understand. (laughs) Now, anyway, that's just, this is opinion. These are, this is a perspective. These are just thoughts that we're sharing. Um, You can 
uh, take these for what it's worth. Again, by no means are we putting down the New Testament writings for years, for years and years and years, 18 years on this podcast. And beyond that, we have used the scriptures, the New Testament writings. We love them. We're, we love what we can get out of them. We're happy to share them and to look into them and look at context and all these things. Uh, but we're just giving it another perspective about um, how we might use these scriptures and how they came about. I don't know if you have anything you want to wrap up with. Well, I just want to reiterate what you just said. I mean, the, these writings are, are fantastic. They are from witnesses of the risen Jesus, and we, we embrace them. There is truth involved with them. They point us to Jesus Christ. And so I just think sometimes our idea of what the writings are or our perception of them, um, you know, they, they may or may not always be correct. Um, but that doesn't mean that we, we don't gain the, the ultimate message of life found in Jesus Christ. And I, I just don't want us to, to lose sight of that because um, it, it's really important for us to, to be able. I mean, how many I, I spend most of my time in the New Testament. Most of our podcasts were, were reflecting on, on the New Testament. So obviously we're not trying to minimize the importance of these scripts. I just think sometimes there's a different perspective to consider when there are times in these writings where what is being written is addressed to the people, hello, was being addressed to the people that they were writing to. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.